I want to welcome you to our study of the book of James and daily drive time devotions. We're looking at chapter 3 this week. This is the last day, day 5 of our look at this chapter. We're going to be looking at verses 17 and 18 today, which talk about God's kind of wisdom. Yesterday, we talked about false wisdom, a seeming wisdom that's based on our human pride, a wisdom that's, remember we talked about, it's earthly, it's, it's unspiritual, it's actually of the devil. When you look at wisdom, you have to consider the source. And when, when selfishness is what's happening in my heart, that however wise I think I am, however strategic I might think I am, when, when selfishness is what's in my heart, the source is Satan. It's evil. He wants us to be selfish. God's wisdom isn't like that. It is a different kind of wisdom. Listen to these wonderful verses that picture for us what wisdom is all about. James chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. As we read through these words, you can begin to see that wisdom has more to do with character expressed in our relationships than it has to do with education or intelligence. Wisdom creates humility. Knowledge by itself creates pride, but wisdom creates a kind of humility that affects the way we relate to other people. Every word that James talks about here when he talks about wisdom affects our relationships with God and with others. What I'd like to do in our study today is go through this as a kind of a personal checklist and and ask ourselves, where am I being wise right now? Where am I not being wise? Where do I need to grow? In fact, I'm going to ask myself those questions as I go through this, and I'm asking you to ask yourself those questions at the same time. Now, I've always loved Pastor Rick Warren's expression of, of what these verses are talking about when it comes to wisdom. He says when he looks at these words, he's hearing him say this, if I'm wise, I won't compromise my integrity. If I'm wise, I will not antagonize your anger. If I'm wise, I won't minimize your feelings. If I'm wise, I won't criticize your decisions. If I'm wise, I won't emphasize your mistakes. And if I'm wise, I won't disguise my own weaknesses. Now, you may not have written that down. That's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over that again because those are expressions of the words we just looked at. What is real wisdom like? Well, first of all, it is pure. And that means if I'm wise, I will not compromise my integrity. This word pure means means uncorrupted, authentic. It's what we call integrity. Wisdom begins with character. Integrity means that my character and values are integrated into my life. There's not, there's not this huge gap between what I say is important and what I'm living is important. There's not a huge gap between what I say is my faith and what I'm living out in my daily life. That's where wisdom begins. So check your heart, check your life. Is there this huge gap in your life between what you say are your priorities and what are genuinely your priorities with how you're living? I just talked to a friend today who said he had to come to a point in his life where he realized he was saying his family was his first priority, but he was never with them because of the wonderful success he was having in his business. It was wonderful success. He could say God had given it. But there was a huge gap between what he said was important and what he was living as important. Wisdom is, first of all, pure. There's an integrity in it. What's wisdom like? What's the picture of wisdom? Wisdom is also peace-loving. And that means if I'm wise, I won't antagonize your anger. True wisdom produces right relationships. It loves peace in our relationships with other people. And if you're okay with some relationship that's not at peace, in fact, if you're sort of 
maybe one of those people who is uh, causing the relationship to become more and more irritated to somehow meet some need in your life, that's not wise. That might meet a selfish need, but it's not wise. Wisdom is peace-loving. So check yourself on that one. Do I love peace in my relationships with other people? Because true wisdom produces right relationships. Are you always antagonizing the anger of people around you? Are you a peacemaker? The third word that James uses here is considerate. That means if I'm wise, I won't minimize your feelings. This is a strong word here that's translated considerate. It's a word that has to do with someone who knows how to balance justice and mercy, who knows how to balance rules and relationships. This word considerate, it's a strong word. It's not talking about just sending someone flowers. Oh, wasn't that considerate? It's talking about how to treat someone like God treats us. When God looks at me, when he looks at you, he considers it all. He is considerate of all that's happened in my life, all the hurts, all the pains, all the joys, all the opportunities. He considers it all. He sees it as a whole. And he doesn't get into these situations where he's reacting to me, responding to me based on one wrong thing I said today, based on one bad day that I had. If I'm wise, I won't minimize your feelings. I will be considerate of what you're going through because I realize that everyone's hurting. I realize that you have pains in your life. God can see my heart, but but I can't see your heart. And you have pains in your life that I can't understand, but I know they're there. And I will consider that in the way that I relate to you. That is a wise way to relate to others. What's wisdom like? It's pure. It's peace-loving. It's considerate. Wisdom is submissive. And the idea behind that word is I won't criticize your decisions, your suggestions. This is a word that's used here in the Greek only once in the New Testament. And it has the idea of being open to reason and willing to yield to others. So instead of criticizing your suggestions and having to prove that my way is always better, there's the issue. I'm open to learning from other people. I'm open to listening to what you have to say. You see, pride causes me to say, I can't listen to your suggestion because I have to prove that somehow I'm important in this situation. But humility and wisdom, it frees me to listen to other people and to hear their suggestions. I won't criticize your decisions and suggestions. In fact, instead, I will learn from them. What's genuine wisdom? Wisdom that comes down from heaven like? If I'm wise, I won't emphasize your mistake. It is full of mercy and good fruit. Full of mercy. It's easy to emphasize other people's mistakes, if not to others in your own mind. Sometimes we try to cause ourselves to feel better about ourselves by building up other people's mistakes in our minds, other people's sins in our minds. Well, at least I'm not as bad as him. At least I'm not as bad as her. But that's not what wisdom does. Wisdom instead erases the record of that in our mind as much as we can. And instead of emphasizing the mistakes, emphasizes the growth, emphasizes the good things that God is doing. That's what wisdom is like. That's why I began today saying that genuine wisdom is relational wisdom. It's the wisdom that's full of mercy and good fruit. What's wisdom like? Two final words. It's impartial and sincere. And that means if I'm wise, I won't disguise my own weaknesses. It's sincere. It's it's impartial. That means undivided not wavering and vacillating. It's decided and directed, and it's sincere. It's without hypocrisy. When you start telling people what your weaknesses are, 
The, the truth is, they're not going to be shocked. <laughs> they already know your weaknesses. It's just that you and I are afraid to tell other people our weaknesses. Everybody knows everybody else's weaknesses. They're as obvious as the nose on our face. You're the only one who won't admit it. But when I will, when I, when I stop trying to disguise my own weaknesses, then I'm showing God's wisdom in my life. And I'm developing a kind of relationship with him and with others that's based on wisdom. Why do we walk around pretending that other people don't know our weaknesses? We know other people's weaknesses. It's obvious to us, so they know our weaknesses. So stop pretending. Don't disguise your weaknesses. Ask God for a heart of sincerity that's just able to say, yeah, here I am. I got some strengths and I got some weaknesses. And here they all are. God, help me to grow in my weaknesses and God, help me to build on my strengths. We've been talking about wisdom. The question is, how do I get wisdom? Well, we talked about that in chapter one. How do I get wisdom? I ask. Wisdom is a gift. And when I get this wisdom, when I ask for this wisdom, God, I trust you for it. Here's what happens in verse 18. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Notice he returns here to this idea of making peace. This is relational wisdom. And the question here is, what harvest do you want? You see, if you push to get something in your life with selfish ambition, you might get the project done. You might get it done faster than anybody else. But that crop of getting that project done more quickly than anybody else, that's not what we're about accomplishing in this world. Oh, we should accomplish tasks, and I'm, I'm all for getting them done as quickly as we can, but that's not the crop that's going to last. It is righteousness that's going to last. And it has a lot to say to pastors. It has a lot to say to parents. That has a lot to say to professionals. If I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, then righteousness is the harvest that I'm going after. And so I need to treat everyone in every situation with the kind of wisdom that we're talking about today. So first you be a peacemaker. That's your character. And then you sow in peace with God's wisdom. That's your actions. Let's pray together. And just pray this simple prayer. God, give me wisdom. I humbly ask, give me wisdom in my relationships. Help me to be pure and peace-loving and considerate and submissive and full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. God, I ask. You told me if I asked, you would give. So I pray that you would give me your wisdom in my relationships. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, join us next week. We're going to be continuing our study in the book of James, James chapter 4. James chapter 4.